Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Depending upon the makeup of the child, they they put so much pressure on themselves and then they release it on us and they might yell at us or get upset with us because they think they've disappointed us. So if we as parents know that, that, that our kids really don't want to disappoint us, they really are trying to make us proud, and we just kind of get to the heart of the issue and say, okay, I know, you know, what's going on here? They're not trying to be disobedient. They, they feel like they've let us down. So when we let them know, no, we think you're amazing. I love you. I, I'm proud of you. When we make sure that that's in our regular um, vocabulary with our children, always building them up then we can get to the heart of what's going on, and that's where they're going to thrive. God made us all different, including our children. We're joined today by Lucille Williams. She's a regular guest on our show. She's also a national speaker, as well as the author of the book, The Impossible Kid, Parenting a Strong-Willed Child with Love and Grace. Today, we're going to talk about chapter seven of that book, which is joining your child's dance. She says that parents honor and value their children when they learn to respect their different personalities created by God. We're going to talk all about that today on Connections. We're joined today by Lucille Williams, a national speaker who has ministered to couples and families for more than 25 years and the author of The Impossible Kid, Parenting a Strong-Willed Child with Love and Grace. So uh, Lucille Williams is back with us this week, and we're talking about another chapter in your book, Lucille, called Joining Your Child's Dance. Now, this one kind of stuck out to me uh, because it's basically about, see if I have this right, like coming alongside our kids and not trying to direct who we want them to become and to be, but kind of embracing who they are, which is kind of hard for us as parents sometimes, actually. Yes, that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, we, every child is so, so different. And sometimes we forget about that. Like, my daughter had this wonderful experience in kindergarten. She loved her teacher. The teacher loved her. It was just beautiful. And so when my son went to kindergarten, I'm like, oh, I must get this teacher for him. And so I, I requested this teacher and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. I remember him. I remember coming in the classroom and he was crying uncontrollably because the teacher had gotten kind of sharp with him and I had to calm him down. And I went, oh my goodness, what did I do? And then I realized that my daughter was the teacher's favorite. So she had a different experience and and oh it was such a disaster and i just i didn't realize they're different and he didn't need what my daughter needed he needed something else how important is it to embrace that and to figure it out and how did that help you with your own children i think sometimes we see their differences as disobedience and we misinterpret what they are doing like our, our family, we, we all did competitive sports. My son was a boxer. My daughter played softball. My husband and I played softball. And then our youngest came along and, you know, we asked him, you want to be on T-ball? He said, yes. We, you know, we first we asked and he said, yes. So my husband and I signed up to be the coaches. So we're coaching these little, like, you know, young five and six-year-olds. And during games, our youngest, Joey, he would take off his cleats announce he was tired, go into the dugout and lay down. 
So we're out there with all these, you know, kids trying to wrangle them. And ours is in the dugout prostrate, just laying there going, I don't want to play. And it was, I mean, we could have gotten angry with him and said, you know, you're supposed to be out on that field. How come you out there? You are family. We play sports and you got to, you got to do this. But we just laughed and we said, okay, well, I guess the kid doesn't want to play sports. And it turned out he ended up being a dancer. He was really good too. And he ended up, you know, he did choreography and he just, he was different. He was different than our other kids. And we needed to embrace that. If we had fought him, that would have really crushed his little spirit and it would have hurt our relationship. It's really amazing how different our kids can be from one another, isn't it? Like our son and daughter, are, well, I was going to say, completely polar opposites they do both like to yell and scream uh, but other than that, <laughs> they're pretty much opposite of one another it's like you come from the same two people how are you so different from one another and that is something in families that we need to embrace and we need to understand okay well this this is how they are and we can't expect them to be what we want them to be and you know sometimes this can come out in an attitude you know, your kid comes home and he just kind of gives you an attitude and, you know, we can misinterpret what's going on. And we're like, what is going on with you? I don't like this attitude. But instead, it's better to say, hey, I sense some sadness in, you know, from you. Can we talk about it? And and sometimes if you, you know, get to the heart of your child and they sit down with you and they tell you, well, I, I want to do this, but I think you want me to do that. You know, a lot of of my daughter, sometimes she would get upset with me because she thought she wasn't meeting my expectations. I, I would say, you know, what what's going on with you? Why are you? Well, mom, I know you wanted me to. Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, 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 honey. I'm so proud of you. I think you did great. Like, don't. And sometimes, depending upon the makeup of the child, they they put so much pressure on themselves, and then they release it on us, and they might yell at us or get upset with us because they think they've disappointed us. So if we as parents know that, that, that our kids really don't want to disappoint us. They really are trying to make us proud. And we just kind of get to the heart of the issue and say, okay, I know, you know, what's going on here. They're not trying to be disobedient. They, they feel like they've let us down. So when we let them know, no, we think you're amazing. I love you. I I'm proud of you. When we make sure that that's in our regular um, vocabulary with our children, always building them up then we can get to the heart of what's going on and that's where they're going to thrive. And a huge thing in all of this is comparison, not comparing one kid to the other. I know in my household, they are complete opposites. I have the rule follower, the calm, the patient. I will do whatever you tell me to do. And the actual impossible child that will do absolutely nothing and will not listen. So it can be hard some days. And that happens. You know, every kid is a little different. Like our, our youngest, the, the, when he was a toddler age, the biggest problem I had with him was him putting his head in the toilet. And I, I mean, he would do it three and four and five times a day. He would just sneak away, <laughs> run into the toilet, shove his head in the toilet. And then what would I have to do? I'd have to give him a bath, right? So I'm giving this kid and he loved water. So it was like a reward for him. Because he'd step <laughs> in the toilet, and then I'd have to give him a bath. So half of my day was with water. 
and and you can imagine yeah it was it was crazy and so I just remember there was a season where the only disciplining I did for him he got he got away with everything but the only thing he got disciplined for was sticking his head in the toilet because I couldn't I I mean it was like he just took up my whole day because it was like um Joey's got his head in the toilet again and I'd be like oh I'd have to go get him I'd have to give him a bath so anything else I just said okay I'm just gonna focus on this is not okay we can give you long baths if you want, but if you stick in your, your head in the toilet again, this is your consequence. And it took a while <laughs> to stop him from doing it. That, that was not the dancer, I'm guessing. Was that the dancer or no? That was the dancer. <laughs> it was <Yes>. the dancer. <laughs> he was it was the just dancer. his artistic side again, performance. <laughs> yes, yes. And he was also the compliant kid. Oh, oh interesting. Yes. interesting. <laughs> he was the, the compliant one. Huh. Both Sneaky ones, you know, that's the mm. thing, the impossible ones, those are the ones you can mold and, you know, they're in your face and you're working with them. And those are the ones that turn out to be the leaders and shakers. But those compliant ones, when you say, hey, don't do this, like that's was Joey, that was Joey. I'd say, I'd just look at his little face and go, hey, don't do this. Mommy doesn't want you to do this. And he'd go, okay, mommy. And then he'd go off and, you know, he'd be a good kid most of the time. And then he would run out the door and we'd have to go find him in the neighborhood because we didn't know he was gone. It's like he was so sneaky. He was just a sneaky little kid. And that one was a lot of times harder. And those are the ones sometimes you really need to watch a little closer. Very, very interesting. (laughs) With the comparison thing, another thing that we as parents will do is compare compare our parenting and compare the way that other people are parenting. And then that can turn into an absolute huge headache when all we need to do is, like you said, embrace our child and embrace who they are. Yes. And that's one of the worst things you can do as a parent is watch somebody else with someone else's kid, because every child is different. Like you don't know, like you might be in a restaurant and they are wonderful children. And then at home, they might've been total, you know, nightmares. Like there've been times where, you know, my daughter will have the kids out and they have just been giving her a hard time all day. And she's just ready to pull her hair out and we'll be in a public place. And she's like it, it for her, it's like, I'm done. And she'll give them their little tablets, you know, those little tablets the kids have, because she's just like, either I'm going to kill you or I'm going to give you your tablet. You know, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm exaggerating there. And then, and then, you know, strangers will come along and go, oh, they're so good. And they have no idea what transpired before that, that my daughter was at her breaking point. And she's like, I cannot handle you two anymore. Here, take your tablets. And we, we just don't know, you know, every child is so different. And the way the dynamic in homes and the interaction between parents and child, it, it's just different for every single child. And some kids are just easier. They just have an easier personality. They're just more compliant. And other kids are the ones that are like in your face kind of kids, you know, where like, why do you want me to do that? I don't want to do that. What do you mean you want me to go to my room? And, you know, and other kids are like, go to your room. Like, okay, mommy. And they just go and take <laughs> time out. And so to compare what's going on in our family with other families, it's just not fair to do that to yourself because you don't know what's going on in that family. You just see a little snippet when you're out in public or when you're at their house for dinner or whatever. And, you know, you just got to stay in your lane and go, okay, this is my kid and this is how they are. And that's what matters. I was just thinking of that because the other weekend we had a little play date Easter egg hunt on Easter weekend. <laughs> my my wife was like, yeah, their kids like ate everything on their plate at lunch and this and that. And I was 
I was hard on both my wife and I, and I was like, see, we just need to be better parents. We need to be stricter and they can behave like that. But who knows what happened when we left the house, right? And it was probably yes. a gong show for those parents too, fighting <sighs> over the Easter candy and stuff. So Right. And, you know, on the whole eating thing, I had kids on both sides of the spectrum. My daughter, she would just eat and eat and eat till she was six. So I used to have to monitor her. And then my son, the one that came in after her, didn't really want to eat. And he would use food to try to manipulate me. Like he would be like, I'm not going to eat that. And so I had kids on both. So just because a kid is eating doesn't mean that they're well behaved. It just means they like to eat. (laughs) That's a great point. I like that line, actually. It's a great reminder. (laughs) (laughs) That was the case. It doesn't mean they're well behaved. So (laughs) it's what's been the um, I don't know. What was the most eye opening part in this journey for you? And now that like your kids are growing, right? And you're looking back at all these years with the biggest lessons you've taken away from this, then um, how it changed not only your attitude as a parent, but your kid's attitude. One of the biggest eye-opening things for me was sometimes we look at something in our child and then we realize it was our fault. It's like, wait a minute, I see that happening, but this was, this was just a result of something I did. Like for instance, one time I went up to the playground and my middle child, who is now a pastor, a wonderful, wonderful man, he's on the playground, he's around 10 and I, I'm watching him play and he's going up to these girls and he's throwing them to the ground. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm horrified. I'm like, what in the world? Who is this child's mom? She must be horrible. I'm like, that's right. It's me. And I got so, I got so angry with him. I'm like, how could he act like this? Of course, you know, you can't go on the playground because, you know, you know, all the rules and everything. So I go home and I'm just, you know, I'm just like, Lord, what in the world? Why? Why is this child doing this? And of course, you know, you have all these things of what you're going to do to me. He's going to be grounded forever and, you know, all this. So after school, I realized, you know, the Lord kind of got to my heart and I realized I'm just going to talk to him. I'm just going to see what his perspective is. From my perspective, there was no, there was no reason that this was okay. Like I was just, there's no way this is okay to throw little girls to the ground. There's just no way. So I, and I'm like, okay, but let's, let's have a talk with him. So I get him home. And I'm like, Tim, I, I watched you on the playground today and I saw you throwing the girls. What, why would you do that? It's like, oh, mom, it's a game. Like, what do you mean a game? And then as we talked, what he revealed was that his sister was older and tougher. And they would play like that all the time. In fact, like there would, we would have games at one of our family games. My husband would go in the living room with the kids and just let them destroy the living room. They would like wrestle around and they'd wrestle with their dad and they'd be throwing each other to the ground and cushions would be flying. And, and that was just a fun game for us. So him, him and his sister, his sister was really rough. And so he was the one that usually got thrown to the ground. And so he just thought that's how you played with girls because that's how he played with his sister. And I realized, oh my goodness, we have taught him that you could be rough with girls. That's our fault. That wasn't his fault. That's how he played with his sister. He had no other reference point other than the way he played with his sister. And, and, and so I realized that he was a sweet kid. And when I talked to his teachers, he would help the other kids at school. He would tell girls that their dresses were pretty and things like that. But that was, that was a parenting mistake, not 
his mistake because he was doing that. And once I explained to him that you don't play like that with other girls, you know, your sister's kind of rough and that's different. But once I explained to him, you know, you treat other girls respectfully. And he was always very respectful to girls after that, but it was something I had failed to teach him. So it was my fault, not his. So huge in parenting is realizing and just opening up our eyes to, to see what's actually going on and the impact that we have on their lives. Very much. Yes, exactly. I'm dr- and, you know, we're talking about parenting, but, you know, me, I got to bring it back to church sometimes, too. And this is like great for the church, actually. Right. And, you know, so often we can look at others and get frustrated, right, um, with people in our church. But we need to realize we all have different gifts. We're all called to do things differently. And sometimes, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can get a little judgy of others. And it's the same thing of that comparison as parenting styles, right? Like, or I can get judgy of myself, right? But we all live different lives. We all face our own struggles. And we're all called to just uh, walk through it with God the best that we can and take care of our issues ourselves, right? Instead of judging others and things like that. And we don't know what someone is going through. You just don't know what has happened to that person that day. And, you know, sometimes when I see someone struggling or they seem unkind at church, I'm thinking, oh, something's going on with them. You know, I don't, I don't say, oh, that was me. I'm thinking, wow, something's going on. Like, you know, there's a story, there was a guy on the train with his kids and the kids were completely unruly and running around the train and he wasn't really doing anything about it. And a stranger said, don't you see your kids? You see how they're acting? Why are you letting them do that? And he said to the stranger, oh, I'm so sorry. Their their mother just passed away, and we're just having a hard time. Yeah, right. When you get the whole picture, it changes the way you look at it. God made us all different and created us as their parents. Yes. For people who want to pick up your book, want to learn more about you, how do they go about doing that? Yes, it's The Impossible Kid, Parenting a Strong-Willed Child with Love and Grace. You can get it at any bookstore or on Amazon, and you can also find me at lousays.com, L-U-S-A-Y-S. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.